the No Talent Show podcast. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lido Mine Media production. That's right. This is the No Talent Show, a lot of my media production. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Talent Show. We are available everywhere podcasts are sold. And remember, please leave a review. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. If you love the show, share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. You can find the No Talent Show at thenotalentshow.com. You can hit us up and chime in on Twitter. Our handle is at the No Talent Show, and you can find the rest of Lidomine Media's podcast and radio shows at lidomineMedia.com. Hey, everybody! Are we on? We're on. Are we on? We're on. Um, All right. So it's really quick. Wanted to remind everybody. I always forget. This is the yes. No Talent Show. This is. This is the only podcast made for those who live in the Central Valley, yes. for those who miss the Central Valley, yes. and for those who long to live in the Central Valley. And it's not exactly true, but we like to play. And for those it who up. hate the Central Valley, for those why who not? hate the Central Valley, <laughs> and those who once heard of the Central Valley. <laughs> yeah. As always, we have our typical cast of characters. We have the Doorman. Yes. Eric, the doorman, or the doorman. We have Marty Stupidasso. Oh my God, the weather is trying to kill me. It's like every tree in Fresno has decided that older pollen is going to come to me and try to suffocate. It's attacking. Me. I had to make a Michael Jackson oxygen tent to sleep last night. Wow, it's a little like um, a sheet over my head with a, um, a air purifier in there and also okay. a, um, a humidifier in there. And that's huh. the only way I could sleep. It was horrible. Well, you know, he does look younger. He and does. I was wondering what, the, what was the that puffiness. was all about. It's all the puffiness. <laughs> is that yeah. what it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, are the missing, we are indeed missing uh, Don Schlicks. Yes. He had to, um, he got kidnapped by his wife to go. I heard uh, he was in rehab. <laughs> kidnapped by his wife, taken to rehab. Uh, but you know what? And we he have, said no, no, no. <laughs> we have a better replacement. We have with us guest, Mr. Craig Sharton. Craig, welcome. Welcome. How you doing, hey, sir? It's, it's fun. I just usually listen to you. It's fun to be able to, uh, you know, participate. I wish I could be there with you, though. Yes, next yeah. time. Because uh, I think you said, if I remember correctly, um, you will have your vaccinations finished here soon. Yeah, March 20th, I get the second right. one. Ooh. Very Ooh. Now, how, how did it, the it first be... shot How did the first shot go for you? Any reaction? I know a lot of people... It, it was, yeah, they, it was really funny because I was, you know, set to have flu-like symptoms or whatever. Uh, that next day, I took like an hour nap. And then that night, I slept for like nine and a half hours. I had the best sleep of my life. So if, wow. If we could have more side effects like that, it would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great. After I had my first shot, I had little flu-like symptoms the next day. And I was the exact same way. I slept a lot because I was exhausted. But it's yeah, worth it. Yeah. I can't wait for my second shot. Yeah, yeah. so we yeah. had a, a couple uh, people at our uh, factory who got the shots, and both of them were out for, for about a day or two. Now, here's my mm. question. Do you think, and this is honest question, were they just uh, taking advantage of the fact, or is it a day or two off from work sort of thing? Uh, I would not have been... Uh able to look you in the eye and say, I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I love it. Uh -oh. All right, I'm calling them out. But That's was that right. their first shot or their second shot? Their first shot. The first shot. Wow. Yeah, wow. I know. I know. That's what I was thinking. But, well, you, know. you know. Hey, it, it, it affects everyone differently. It's what it so, is. So, you know. Yeah. Well, they, they came back with like a 
China Peak. Uh, That's right. You know, ski lift ticket on the jacket. They <laughs> uh-huh. got a nice tan. Yeah. Oh, like... a nice tan around the barmaids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just felt so sick. It's from the oh. COVID, the tan. It's a side right, effect. The old COVID tan. <laughs> Oh. Now, we so, should have a little bit of background about yeah, who Craig. Craig Sharton is. Tell us a little bit about Craig. yourself. Uh, I know, uh, Craig, what I always say about Craig is I say, you are, to me, kind of Mr. Fresno. I, I, and it, it, I don't know if that's what other people call you. but <laughs> Mr. I, Fresno? I have just known you in so many different areas of my life, which I find interesting. Also, um, he was known as the, uh, for, at City Halls, he was the downtown czar oh, for a long time. Oh, that's time. right. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And also he had Peeves uh, Public House. This is right. Which yep. is amazing. And I, I was <laughs> amazed when I found out that it was named after his late dog. Mm-hmm. Condolence. Oh, really? Peeves. Oh, really? Oh, really? Right in the back. He's showing us a picture. Yeah, we're yeah, watching awesome. on Zoom here. And he's showing us a picture of his yeah, dog Yeah, because I, I was there several amazing. times to watch Arsenal games. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat to go there with a bunch of, you know, actual football fans and watch the Arsenal play, you know, like Swansea's my favorite team. Yeah. And it was it was a neat venue, but unfortunately it's not there anymore. Craig. So what tell happened? Us. Yeah. Yes. What happened? What happened it, to the public house? Uh restaurant owner. That was oh. the problem. <clears throat> Everything else was really good. There's this there's this funny thing about people who haven't had a business that they assume if the business fails, it means you didn't make enough money. Mm. And that is only half of, a, of the equation, right? Uh, we, we had tons of community support. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. So uh, by the time I figured it out, we were, we were already uh, running out of my retirement fund. Didn't the, oh, wow. uh, the mall going in the, the, when they made uh, Fulton Street a through street, didn't that play a big problem for you? Yeah, well, that that first week that uh, the construction started, and I'm a huge proponent of that project, uh, um, and I knew it was coming because I'd been working on it for seven years, so it wasn't a surprise to me. But that first week, I really didn't uh, grasp how the uh, you know the Cal OSHA approved fencing around a construction mm. site would just completely block us off. Oh wow! You know, I, I live in the past a lot, and so I imagined it would just be like muddy, and there'd be planks of wood across <laughs> mud, and my hipster clients would think that was really fun. And yeah, right. Uh, I didn't really foresee like that green and orange fence that just completely visually blocked blocked us off. So we lost. I think our revenue dropped sixty five percent the first week of Holy the Oh wow! Yeah. So, and in hindsight, I probably, you know, I didn't have enough time to like recalibrate the business at that time, and I, I thought cut my losses, but you know, in hindsight, I probably could have lived through it. Now with COVID, I think you know I would have eked it out over the two years of construction, and then we'd have had like one good year, and then COVID. And then COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. been tragic. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I. Not sorry, I'm going through what all the other poor restaurants are going through. Also, wow. I, I heard that Alice Cooper had once been to the public ha- public house. Yeah, really. And I got a picture. I got a picture of him and my dog, but I never thought to get a picture of him and me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Although him oh, and the cool. dog's pretty great, though. That's probably a, that's a better collector picture. Now, there. Was he just traveling through Fresno, or was he doing a concert, or what? Yeah, who did he do? There was a concert. Was it like Motley Crue? Oh, okay. He was like an opening actor. I don't remember who it was now, but there was, he was the opener. And uh, I don't think it was Motley Crue. I can't remember who the hell it was. Um, But they had called my manager and said, 
You know, uh, we're we're gonna send the crew over for whoever the lead band was, but the band won't be there. And she told <laughs> oh, me goodness. this. I said that means the band is gonna be there. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. So we set up that side room where we had the little shop, and we set up mm -hmm. a long table for them. And it was in December, so there was a Christmas party over at the Pacific Southwest building, and I walked back and I opened the door. And and I I just yelled, what the hell are all these rock and rollers doing in my pub? <laughs> and, I look, and straight across from me is Alice Cooper. Oh, my oh like, God. <laughs> Did you fall <laughs> to the ground and say, we're not worthy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was great. He we had a really good conversation. He um, he is uh, where where is he located? It's not in a fancy city. It's like Hayward or, or someone somewhere yeah. like that. Mm. And um, it's in the Bay Area, but it's not like a it's not like Palo Alto or Marin or something. Right. Yeah. And he he really built a whole. Um, he saw boys and girls clubs, and he thought they were, you know, that's good for some people that want to play pool or shoot baskets, but that's not everyone. And so he gets a bunch of musicians together, and they built basically like a boys and girls club, basically an after school place where you can gather. Mm -hmm. And they raised all the money for recording studios and mm. instruments and lessons and all it's that incredible. Kind of stuff. Yeah. So wow. He's actually pretty, pretty cool guy. Yeah. If yeah. you ever hear Alice Cooper talk, he's like really intelligent. Right. You wouldn't expect yeah. a lot of the things he comes up with. Yeah. Um, it, it was that way. Uh, he, he was, he was, you know, I started talking about revitalization and he was, totally understood the whole history of revitalization is very smart. Like, That's yeah, awesome. most, most people that are interested in stuff are interested in a lot of stuff. This is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And most people who worked their way up to become successful, not like, you know, a, a Kardashian or somebody who just became successful because yeah, they sure. had a, they're smart for a reason. They, they, they didn't just get there. So, you know, um, so that being said, revitalization, I know that's been a big part of your time in Fresno. Um, yeah, were you like the uh, on the committee, right, for the downtown uh, Fulton Mall? Were you like the the uh, uh, head of that thing, the chair of the committee, or? Well, yeah, I've had a lot of different roles in revitalization. I, I started out in the Tower District in my twenties. I was on the council, and <clears throat> we really worked hard with the residents and the businesses, and we did the Tower District specific plan to kind of build on the historic character of that neighborhood and. Mm keep bad stuff from happening to it. Mm -hmm. And that's really what kind of launched me into it. But really it started because I had three grandparents, sets of grandparents, and they were all in South Fresno. And when I grew up, they were all fantastic neighborhoods. And by the time I was in college, they were all just completely trashed. Yeah. And yeah. so I really, I mean, even as, you know, a person in college, I was like, what is wrong with a city that in my 20 year life at that point, these neighborhoods could go from me being four years old, walking to the store by myself right. to a neighborhood where, you know, adults don't want to walk around in it. Yeah. And, and so I really kind of set out to figure out what went wrong and so how you could fix it. Mm -hmm. And so that, that really has been what happened on the city council. We brought in really great revitalization people to help with the tower district plan, which is, still relevant today because of the adventure church thing, mm -hmm. but also with downtown. Yeah. So what I found was that a lot of people in Fresno that haven't left and come back maybe, or moved here from another place, haven't seen revitalization happen. And so 
there end up being a lot of opinions about what should happen, but not a lot of knowledge or experience to back it up. Mm, sure. It's like me. I have a lot of opinions, but uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm very loud, but I'm not exactly sure I know what I think, I'm doing. I think we all, yeah, we can all attest to that for ourselves. Because, yeah. Craig, one of the ideas that you had that I thought was, you know, genius um, was you fix up a couple of buildings and then the other neighbors will say, well, I want to bring in the business that they're bringing in. So we're going to fix up my building. And that way you maintain an area without gentrification where you could just, you know, and make it better and bring everyone up with it. It's almost like competition. Yeah. Right. In a way. Yeah. Because you, you well, brought up some parts where you pull the facade away from some of these buildings and you open up upper levels that have actual windows and you could make that extra office space. Right. Or an, or a loft or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So just even with downtown as it is, with all those second floors covered up, they become unusable because the windows are blocked. So the mm. second floor, basically is just a historic storage attic. Um, but if you uncover those windows, you double the usable square footage, which doubles the amount of activity and you haven't even had to build a building. So yeah, there are yeah. a lot of tricks like that. So I got really engaged in the whole Main Street program nationally. And so even on the city council, uh, when I was 25, my mentor, Dan Whitehurst, when he said, okay, you got elected, what do you want to do? And I said, revitalize the tower, revitalize downtown and work on the San Joaquin River uh, restoration. And he goes, okay, skip the third one. The first two, you basically need to travel because you're not going to learn about revitalization here. <laughs> mm. He said, Fresno is an informational island. Very little gets in and very little gets yeah, out. That's the exact, yeah. exact quote. And so I think I hit 25 or 30 cities my first year and i had this unbelievable ability to meet with mayors and i could meet with pete wilson in san diego mm -hmm. <clears throat> i said why are they going to meet with me i'm 25 he goes tell him councilman sharton from fresno wants to meet with you and he'll find out you're 25 when you get that's there. right that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and so i i did that and i went all over to find out what was working and what wasn't working so that when I came back to do something, it wasn't like, oh, Craig's opinion versus, you know, whoever's opinion. It would be like, no, I can back it up with 20 other cities have done this and it's worked. And yeah. Here's how we can modify it for our community. The facts. You're backing it up with the facts, like Don Schlicks always says. Right. I need your help on something, though, before we go too much oh, further. Yes. yes. You're not going to show us a body part and ask if that's normal, are you? <laughs> no, if, if, if you know me, I'm all about local. So yeah. I've got three local beers. I've got a Riley's Cougar. Mm. I've got a 99 Golden Ale. Mm. And I've got okay. a full circle juicy uh, oh, IPA. Oh, that's the best. Oh. That is oh. very good. Oh, oh. are we going to beer break right now? Which one should I start with? The juice. Do you like IPAs that are well balanced? I would go with the full I circle don't like juicy. IPAs usually, but that juicy is yeah. I don't incredibly like, well balanced. I'm with yeah. you. Right. I don't like it either. Then we had um, Brandon in from Full Circle to the show. He brought samples. Yeah. And I've been a fan of juicy ever since. <laughs> right. Well, actually, we went there in one of their tanks. Well, that's, yeah, we, right. we interviewed him in, in a beer. I fat, really right. don't remember much of that. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> it fact, was full of beer. For, Thanks for helping me out of that quandary. You guys yeah. are really human. Uh-oh, Max is pulling something out now. <laughs> Does anybody else want a local drink here? Uh, uh, no, I'm 
Right now, no, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I would, but uh, my allergies are killing okay. me, and if I yeah. get something that puts me over the edge, yeah. I'm well, done. Yeah, alcohol and Benadryl, that's an interesting <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, actually a little flask of um, Johnny Walker Black Label. In case I start <laughs> coughing, I can consume a little bit of that. So, so we have a local uh, full circle going on here for beer break, and I'm going to be opening up. What do you got there? A... Half Dome. Half Dome. By oh, classic. Nice. Classic. It's nice. classic, but it always is delicious. Yeah, it always, always. satisfies. Always satisfies. And don't worry, people. I'm going to mm. drive uh, Mr. Stupid Asso home tonight. That's right. Yeah. After his, his, his allergy uh, yeah, medication. Allergy <laughs> that is nice. So, mm. so as you far know, as... They don't really do the... Like, they don't put the emphasis on stupidasso. They just jump right into stupid asso. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've had that problem most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us... I mean, I, you, you mentioned... Um, I'm just trying to jumping through some things here. Uh, a little bit ago, you did mention, and on the show, we've we've talked a lot about Adventure Church, a lot of a speculation oh, yeah. mm, on our side. Big topic right now. Do you have any information about kind of what's going on there? And, and if you've heard about, if you've listened to our, any of the podcasts where we've discussed that, are we even on the right track? Yeah, there. so I did talk to the uh, attorney that is uh, representing the owners of Sequoia. Okay. And... Um, she said that the representation at that hearing was that if there was any kind of a delay, like the temporary restraining restraint to the sale, that the sale would fall through. Oh, interesting. But she didn't know if that was um, uh, exaggeration for the point of trying to not get the court to intervene or not. Um, but the you know there's you know it's America. Anyone can buy anything. That's right. not really the issue. The Tower District plan uh, would not allow the theater to become a full-time church mm -hmm. or a full-time conference center. Um, it's supposed to have lots of different uses going through it. So they yeah. would have to apply for probably a conditional use permit, a plan amendment, and a rezone. Um, and that would require the city council, the Tower District Design Review Committee, um, the planning commission to all get on board. And I think it's really going to be uphill one because of the way that they've been secretive toward the community stuff. Mm. Mm. And um, two, you know, if you think about being the city council representative for the area and you've got like 5,000 people from the tower district saying, we don't want this. Yeah, That's a tough a call, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and when you apply for a plan amendment, the, 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 um, you know, you're the one that has to make the case why it should change. It's real easy for the city to say, we're not going to change. You have to give them a really, you know, big reason why it should happen. Mm. And I think it's going to be hard for them to come up with a reason why they should change the plan. And even if the city did go along with it because it was a community developed plan, you know, the community then could sue the city and say, we want you to stick with the plan that we all got approved. So got it. there's a lot of hurdles. Wow. The there's a lot of um, uh, uh, hidden things that the average person doesn't understand that's getting in the midst yeah. of this. Yeah. Got it. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so in, in your personal opinion, you think it, it will go through? I mean, even though there, you know, so much going on there, do you think it will go through or it won't? Just in your opinion. The purchase, I think, is it's hard. It's hard to know. Uh, if Sequoia and Painted Table had first right of refusal, mm -hmm. that that's 
a contract that again they're going to get in trouble for and right. then if it did go through then they'd have all these other hurdles so right so yeah. essentially they'd own the building but they couldn't shot. turn it into a full-time church so it yeah. would be right strange in the first yeah. place yeah also, uh, as far as the tower district, do you think that, you know, you said you were involved in, in kind of the planning of that years ago, right? The, the vision of the tower. Do you think yeah, that it's kind of went, went off the rails uh, in the last few years? Uh, or is it still kind of going where it was supposed to be headed? Or what do, what do you think? The tower district? Yeah, the tower district. Yeah. So back to like revitalization, how it really works around the country. Mm -hmm. Every downtown or successful district like that has a business organization that is either supported by the businesses like an old town Clovis, where they pay uh, an assessment into a legitimate, well-operated organization, or there's a property-based improvement district where the property owners pay, mm. or in downtown Visalia, there's a business association that pays, and there's also a property owners association. Oh, wow. So the tower has tried to do it with this makeshift I mean, yeah. and the people that are doing it are nice, but it's voluntary. You know, there's like 12 restaurants that pay. And if one doesn't like an event, they get pissed and they don't uh, contribute anymore. Okay. And it really just needs to be like in San Luis Obispo. I think it's a quarter of 1% of your gross receipts. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not okay. a ton of money, but if everyone is doing it and then you start getting some bigger restaurants or bars all contributing, you know, a five million dollar restaurant in downtown San Luis Obispo paying a quarter of one percent into this pot, <clears throat> which they could easily make just on Thursday nights for the farmer's market they put on. Right. right? OK. So okay. they're getting a great return on it, but they're also paying something into it. We don't have that in the tower. Ah, see, so. that's a big, that's a big difference. Yeah. Cause once you have that buy-in, right. And if the, if the, I mean, just looking at any, anything with volunteers, I mean, a, a good, a good example yeah. is the, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the things that have been part of that are volunteers, the original no talent show, right. Which was a comedy, <laughs> it's a comedy sketch show that we did when yeah. C-Mac, C-Mac oh, yeah, yeah. The, was the built and I was brought in to create a, um, to make use of it when it was first built. It was like, hey, Max, we we finished it. I was on the kind of that original board there, and um, we had the studio, and so we said, what can we do? And I said, you know what? I'm going to make a comedy skit show. It'll be the first of its kind, a late-night comedy show, and we'll get it aired. And, yeah, kind of like uh, a Saturday Night Live for Fresno. Yeah. Or, yeah, and we got a couple, you know, episodes. Actually, really fun stuff. Yeah, we uh, actually had some really good stuff great. that was produced. Um, yeah, but it was all volunteer work, and it was just me, uh, doing all the editing and, and filming and uh, whenever we'd get other people on, eh, you know, they'd miss a week. The, the, the most, um, the people who'd show up the most are the guys who were still, who were part of the podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, but anything like that, it's volunteer work. Oh, wait, you, this is a volunteer? Hold on. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, I got you guys headphones. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, all, all the headphones. Yeah, yeah, I bought you cheap okay. Chinese headphones, so. <laughs> Um, Can you say that? Uh, cheap, uh, <laughs> and Asian, some other yeah, international, yeah, thank you. international. international. <laughs> um, Alibaba. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't even imagine trying to run a a, a, a a district within a city, let alone a um, a comedy skit show just off all without that, that cohesiveness, be. you know, without yeah. without everybody kind of on board thing, right? You know, and, and with wow. skin in yeah. the game, I guess, you know. That's what. Well, and that was it. Uh, so I, I was the director in Pleasanton, mm -hmm. and I think we had 425 businesses all chipping in. So right. when everyone's chipping in like that, you can really start doing some 
you know, incredible things. And Hanford, same thing. They have an assessment. There are like 200 businesses all chipping in. Wow. So you can legitimately start to do downtown directories and signage mm. and events and cool stuff. Right. That you can't really, you know. And why is Hanford. it? Why is it that the tower can't get a, a legitimate uh, assessment group like that together? Is it is it based off of them not wanting that, or how is that? Why is that? No, you know, in most places, the the city would say something like, um, you know, if you guys put together an assessment and y'all chip in a quarter percent, we'll match it with your business license tax. Uh, so your 125,000 a year you raise, we'll throw in 125 out of the taxes you're paying us. Mm, okay, and okay. so the city has a good part in it. Um, you need to get a few que- uh, leaders kind of queued up, you know, into it. It's just been a lack of will. And, and I think it mm. goes back to the thing in Fresno. We don't really realize what other people are doing. Right. So no one's no one's really um, taking it on. But, you know, it's not a conservative or liberal thing because Old Town Clovis, yep. you know, look at all the events that they do down there and uh, yeah. and how well that works. And they're paying an assessment. Yeah, that is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Man, it's always it's, such a bummer, those little things like that. Uh, well, yeah. it's, it seems like it's, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it just, it's plagued Fresno, you know. It's though. just, it's, it's, like you said, downtown, it's an informational and, island. We like just, for some tower. reason, yeah. can't Even pull from Clovis, ourselves together. Even from Clovis, yeah. we're an informational island, you know. Because also, the tower, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, you go to a tri-tip barbecue, and there'll be like 40 opinions on why the tower doesn't work, and not one of them will know actually what other cities do. Right, but, yeah. And then that becomes the truth. You know, one council member was at the barbecue and all of a sudden the, you know, the, the tri-tip, you know, <laughs> common wisdom takes hold and now it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> tri-tip wisdom. I love it. Stay away from the tri-tip. <laughs> but the that is tower true, district is in district, the tower district is in district three, correct? District three and district one. It splits right down right, all right. of it. Because you ran for councilman of district three in 2018. Yes. Yeah. And I saw some of the campaign footage and you made a lot of interesting points. In one of the videos I saw, you came out and said um, you were talking about lead levels in children, which is extremely important because high lead levels can lead to cognitive impairment for children and also uh, attention deficit disorder, which is a common thing plaguing kids. And it's going to affect their ability to learn. And so that lead levels is going to affect long term Fresno. And you were the only one bringing it up. Mm. Your opponent, uh, Miguel Ares, Ares, yeah. Ares, yeah. He was talking about public safety, which you can see in you know better wages and parks. But you were the only one talking about lead levels. And you even said when you were out there, I don't care if I win or not. I just want this crisis to be brought to the forefront. Yeah. So we had lead levels in the the zip code where I am were, I don't remember if it was five or seven times higher than in Flint, Michigan. Wow. Like in one national study. Are you talking in the the drinking water? In the drinking water Uh, or? No, it comes mostly from the paint in the old houses. Yeah, the paint. Ah, interesting. Which is easy to fix. Yeah. Yeah, But no one wants to recognize it. And and that year, the city hadn't even applied for a lead-based paint grant program, which it's a federal program. Wow. Which would also so create a lot of jobs. Houses, you know, the they area. have the double hung windows. You know, yeah. So you, you open it, they're wood windows, and they have that lead paint. And every time you do that, the, 
you know, the paint chips off. It's not kids eating chips of paint like we were told when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat paint. I was like, is this a problem? Kids eating paint? It's not really. <laughs> it's not really what they're doing. It's that that sliding up and down, and then that that basically like dust. Yeah, crazy dust. dust. Okay. Falls into the bottom, so the next time you open it and the breeze comes in, oh. it blows that dust inside the house. Ah, you breathe it, yeah. And so that's where the kids are are uh, getting the the lead. Wow. Um, so we should just have a national "Don't open your window" program. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, yeah, it's it's just crazy that wow. that article came out and like nobody. There was like one story in the B, and then there's an editorial saying we should fix it. And then basically there was no like hearing on it or commission. So sweep it under the anything, rug sort of thing. Like follow it up. Yeah. And and you're right. If you think about if you were Fresno Unified and you knew that you were going to get all these kids that have, you know, they have violent outbursts and less ability to control their, their activities and, uh, you know, ADD, like you said, Marty, and um, it, it just is this huge problem that then sucks resources away from everyone else's kids in mm -hmm. the district that doesn't, you know, it's just a mess. Right. So that was, that was the number one thing that got me to run is I thought at least I could make some noise about this, but I'm not sure that anyone cared. <laughs> yeah. I guess it wasn't a hot, hot enough topic, right? It was, it was yeah, right. if it didn't yeah. bleed, it didn't lead. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, it didn't bleed. Cause they were yeah. more interested in police protection and all this stuff. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, see, yeah, a lot, yeah. And a lot of people don't think that, you know, and what you were saying right there uh, is very true about how, you know, in one area it affects all other areas, but people don't think about that. It's like, well, no, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not gonna affect me. So why should I worry about it? It's not in my district, you know? And I'm not talking about as far as the voting, but just in, in an overall, you know, information, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, thinking about how bad this is, you know, the lead in, in the kids. I mean, it, it's it's something that, that right. it just doesn't, even if it doesn't affect your area, you live in a nice new home, it's going to affect the school district, which affects your children, which affects, mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of goes Everything. on. Yeah. Domino yeah. effect, if yeah. You're, if, if you're, if you're going to be hiring people, Max, I mean, it's right. affecting the people that are coming in. Mm -hmm. you know, it affects, if it's affecting test scores, it affects everyone's values, which yeah. affects everyone's the property taxes that go to the city to actually pay for the police. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those kind of, uh, I like to look for the cause, not the symptom. Right. And, yeah. And those things are well, less interesting to the media, but. Oh, that's the trick, right? right? That's always been <laughs> yeah. the thing. People are always trying to treat the symptom without actually looking for the cause. Um, yep. Because the cause yeah. is never as exciting. Right. Because um, right. doing, doing some yeah. internet research about the lead levels, it kind of peaked around when you mentioned it. It went up and um, like uh, Reuters did an article on it in, in 2018, and then it all kind of trickled away, and you can't find anything about it currently, what the lead levels are in children. Hmm. Well, right now, oh. everything's coronavirus. Yeah, it's all yeah. coronavirus. So we have lead <laughs> children flu. with corona. Strangely enough, the flu's disappeared this year. I don't, you know, I don't know. Where, where, yeah, I can't hear anything about the flu at all. It's all coronavirus. But, uh, you know, and then that seems like an easy problem to fix. I mean, okay, so you get some grant money. But let's say, I mean, you could probably come up with a program simply to, to help people repaint their homes, right, to cover. Because to, that's what you do with the lead, correct? You would simply just kind of repaint it, seal it in. Right. right. Is that one of the things? Yeah. And and then, well, you know, that's, that's the thing is like, go take. I like if you can, you know, I'm lazy. So if I could do solve one problem by or three problems by doing one activity. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
So let's say we have some jobless youth. Well, let's teach them how to change right. out double hung windows, you know, mm. or make wood windows and do the painting and do the abatement. Like there's a lot of different things you could do for employment or training. Yeah. Um, along with, you know, getting rid of the lead. Yeah, that's a, well, and then I was even thinking there's probably so much extra paint that people have in their garage they could oh, donate, want to get rid of anyway, yep. and then you could donate it, and they, they, there's ways they can remix yeah, it, right? Stop Different dumping colors. your paint down the drain. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, <laughs> there, there's, it's, there's so many fixes to this one problem, and it would, it would help everyone. It seems but. like one of the big fixes is just abandon your house and live along the freeway like people are doing now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Oh. That's what you do. Well, you stay away yeah. from lead that way, but yeah, I guess you get into brake dust. <laughs> now you're into brake <laughs> dust. I, I really like like Craig, your your idea of looking for something that, uh, like you said, because it's because you're lazy, which I like. It's the idea <laughs> of solving multiple problems with one, um, you know, uh, one fix or, or one act. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people miss when, when they look at uh, solutions, at least you know, um, just governmental solutions or citywide solutions. Um, you know, I, and a couple podcasts ago, actually a while ago, I think we were talking about. Um, even something like the old work farms that got, you know, kicked out of the U.S. When it was this idea where, you know, we would build these work farms in the United States for people who were homeless. They could go work. They would learn skills. But while they were doing that, they were growing the food for the prison system. And we were doing, there was all of these, it was this giant, and it, you know, created jobs for government, um, you know, the government workers who were, um, aging out of other jobs could go work on the work farm and help people learn skills. There's all these incredible things. And at some point, for some reason, we decided we should just eliminate that, um, which I find very strange. But I feel a similar idea where you can find one. It might cost a lot or people look at the money and say, oof, well, that's an extra expenditure. But you go, yeah, but think of all the things it's fixing along the way. It ends up being much cheaper. Um, yeah. You know, you solve the lead problem. You're going to be, if you don't solve that, you're going to be painted off for the next 200 years. Yeah. Um, right. Well, yeah. And, and that's the other thing, you know, you, you've been in, in the, the government side of it. And when you get a lot of this grant money and, and different stuff, um, especially from the feds or the state, I mean, there's certain uses it has to go to, right? I mean, you can't really kind of blanket it or can't use it for what you think would be the best. It has to go to these certain items and that's it, right? So that kind of yeah. handicaps the whole process in a way, too. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, it, it just depends. I mean, if, if your will, if you have the will to go out and find the money to try to solve what you want, if you can tell an engaging story, you can generally find it. I mean, mm. it's like anything in sales. If you go to the first door and they don't want it and you just go, well, I guess I suck at this all. Sure. <laughs> you know? And if your will is there, you know, like, Go out to all the churches, say, everyone, let's do a second round of, you know, putting money in the in the kitty and mm. go to the rotary clubs and, and try to raise as much money as you can. Then when you go out to get the government money, it's a lot it's a lot easier. But, oh, wow. you know, the story of I mean, all you'd have to do is go to the state and say, you know, nine, three, seven, oh, one, five times higher lead levels in Flint, Michigan. You know, that's pretty compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, every, everyone knows Flint, right? right? Yeah. They should know about that's crazy. We, we could do a Michael Moore style uh, a documentary. documentary. Actually, a little Fresno documentary. Get C-Mac <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We're going to be taking a quick break after a word from our sponsor. And we will be right back. When we come back, 
We're gonna talk about how Craig has rabbits that turn his weeds into fertilizer. Ooh. We're gonna hear, hear about his new dog. We're gonna talk about plant-based diets, nuclear nice. energy. We got a lot to talk about. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is your <laughs> this is your host, Max DeBoss. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast from Lido Mind Media. It's called We Read. And this season, we read Grimm's fairy tales. It will be de debuting in two weeks. Now, some of these fairy tales will be read by various actors in the Central Valley. Um, but the first bunch of them will be read by moi. And my beautiful, talented wife, a local actress as well. So check it out. We read Grimm's Fairy Tales, a new podcast by Light O' Mine Media. Oh, it was a nice quick ad nice. there. There we go. Yeah. We did it. We did it. You, you got to be careful with that name, though. It almost sounds like Weed Read. Weed Read. Like, well, here's like the different. here's the best part about it. I they did say Weed Read. <laughs> it's a great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Are you selling your snacks too to Boston selling, with, it's, along it's, with it's the podcast? Perfect. You get really high. You try to read scripts, yes. and then you um, encourage people to buy Bye snacks on nice. the website. Perfect. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm excited about this podcast, though. We've been uh, working on it for a while. So yes, yeah. Wow, good. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, it. it's gonna be good. Yeah, be good. Um, so Craig, besides business things, well, you know, we really didn't really get into. I mean, he's got a huge resume. I know it's so I, much. We I, could talk I, forever. I, I read, I read it today. It was, it was amazing. So yeah, and he, he know, also was, has a podcast too. He does. And I was he gonna, does have a podcast. I did kind of want to touch on that. Um, your last episode was in December. Are you guys taking a break, a COVID break right now? Uh, well, it just, uh, got kind of put on back burner and yeah. we scheduled one last week and then Paul had to reschedule it to this Monday and then I had to reschedule it. So, yeah, you know, it's that volunteer thing again. Yeah, no, we no, get but, it. Yeah. It's called, uh, I, I, two guys talking Fresno and I was going to say, Paul what, yeah, Slayer what's, what's, what's the podcast about now? Yeah, Obviously a little about, pitch here. Yeah. About two guys about Fresno. They, so they, they actually take a deep, intelligent dive into a lot of the problems of Fresno. I was going like, Oh my God, these guys actually know what they're talking <laughs> oh, about. I know. Well, that's <laughs> they're not making up crap. Like we do. They <laughs> really know. That's what I was <laughs> saying last week. About. I was like, they actually, I was listening to a couple of them. I was like, my gosh, yeah, they actually know what they're talking about. They're not just part of my stocking today. It was listening to a few episodes. I'm going, man, they am kind of embarrassed. I almost didn't even, show up today to this one <laughs> i'm not doing fresno justice it must be a low bar uh, we, we, we make plenty up as we go uh, but it, it is fun and uh the idea was really you know and, and you guys can appreciate this just how people just can't have conversations anymore right so we wanted to have conservative people on we want libertarians on you know liberals on just all kinds of different things. You know, I, I was yeah. super annoyed at the mosquitoes, uh, you know, the new mosquitoes that we have that bite your <laughs> the daytime. Yeah. So I hate the those. Yes. Guy on and, uh, you know, just, just whatever we wanted, but great. kind of, you know, kind of locally, we kind of got off topic a little bit, I think with everyone, with a lot of the, we, we wouldn't know what that was. Yeah. Like. I yeah. don't think yeah. we ever get off topic. Yeah. In our... <laughs> yeah um... so, it's fun. We we've had, we had Mike Germanuel on, who's, uh, sorry, I think I have a beard hair and mustache hair. <laughs> <in my mouth>. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can relate. Yes. Uh, 
So uh, we had Clint Olivier on, who's pretty libertarian. We've had uh, the San Joaquin River Committee, you awesome. know, different folks on. So yeah. it's, it's fun. It mostly is just something we like to do, but trying to have civil conversation and really seeing if we can learn from the different perspectives. Right. So, you yeah. know, I thought Mike Germanuel was great. You know, um, he, you know, we said, what's a conservative? And he, he kind of gave his definition and goes, and by the way, there aren't any in Washington. <laughs> said, Here's what a conservative is. These people that are saying they're conservatives aren't conservatives. Right. They would never be voting for a budget that was two trillion dollars out of whack. No conservative. So, you know, it's interesting when you start kind of getting into beyond just the nor normal stuff that you see back and forth on Twitter. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. What people really believe in. It's and it's the same thing. It's a lot deeper than just the the headlines or the or the tweets. Well, I, my, my thinking on it is, yeah, I mean, I think most of America's probably in the middle on things, you know, they're 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 pretty, pretty in the middle, you know, and then like the, the social media, Twitter and all that is obviously the extremes, you know, you just and that's all we hear all day is the extremes, you know, but I think most people have yeah. pretty much right in the center. Yeah, not of, being of face issues. to face and being able to converse has turned people into monsters. Right. Just yep. like the uh, just the one lines and the headlines and the yeah. uh, it's, it's just and I one of the things that we've enjoyed on our show is just, you know, we'll bring I mean, this show started originally years ago um, before our, our little break, our five year uh, hiatus. It was just started as a strictly like a comedy. I mean, it started as a, a comedy skit show. Um, and then before we knew it, we we're having deep discussions about, um, you know, nuclear energy. And, and we were too afraid to be funny now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're frightened that we're going to get right. canceled. Um, yeah, cancel culture is going to find But us. Uh, my wife is certain. She was like, never like, and she's like always, you know, Make sure everybody knows that you're recording from Los Angeles, which of course we are, yeah. you know, <laughs> in our bunker, uh, in our bunker in an undisclosed location. Because she's yeah. like, you're going to get our house bombed. I mean, just from our last episode, the one about Cheeky Bottoms, she was like, you can't talk about Cheeky Bottoms. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to Google it after I listened to the show. And I was kind of out of it. Yeah. Well, you know. We're Googling uh, stuff as we talk about it. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> We're out of it too. Um, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, yes, yeah, so you have the podcast, um, which is obviously yep. it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, uh, what else would I like to say? Marty, you had something else you brought up and I escaped my mind. I don't know, but I am intrigued that your yard is 100% producing food. Oh, oh yeah, that's kind of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's talk. Well, let's I, deep dive. Yeah, I've had this. I've had this thing for years. I thought, you know, uh, you know, we are the greatest place at growing food, really, in the world. Yes. And and I I taught this class at Fresno State. I don't know if you've heard of the Osher Institute, but it's like this program they have for people that are over 55, and they can keep taking like little seminar classes. Oh, and yeah. Things. Okay. So it's and they asked me to go do one. And and so I came up with this uh, idea for the class that was what it was called why we live in the greatest place on earth. And, you know, it was kind of I knew people would kind of chuckle about it. Hmm. Um, but the first one I started with was just on our agricultural production. And if you took six counties in the Central Valley, not even the whole Central Valley, and added up the dollar value, we grow more than any of the other 49 states. Wow, so just wow. six counties beats 
Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, any of those states. It is incredible. And that's not even in counting, you know, right. the wine out of Napa or anything else. Yeah. So it's, that is it's un- just, that's really unbelievable. Yeah, that, people say yeah. that we feed like 80% of the earth. It is, I always yeah. am like, no, and you look it up and say, yeah, we feed like 80% of the earth. It's incredible. But is that it's, is it's, that true though? Is that true that we, we actually feed that many people though? here because i know i know i I, I gotta say on on your podcast i was listening to the one about the uh uh what was it rejuvenate uh uh rejuvenating soil yeah 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 Yeah. and and the uh i can't remember the the guest he was talking about we only actually do about 15 percent actually now but is that uh, well i don't think we i don't think we make up 80 percent of the world's total diets but i think our food goes out out to that like, 80% like, of the world? Gotcha. They're okay. going to they're, they're gonna have a raisin or a pistachio. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah a raisin. It's like, something yeah. like, I think last I read was, I'm actually pulling it up right now. This is 40% of the nation's fruits and vegetables is what the, of oh, our wow. nation's fruits and vegetables. It's so there's incredible. this map that I found when I was doing this research, and it is crop diversity by county. Okay. Right? So all the counties in the U.S., and they all get a color from like, White is like zero to two and navy blue is 10 or more. And there are only like 10 counties in the entire country that do 10 or more crops. Interesting. But we do 350. Oh my gosh. You look at the scale as zero to 10 or 10 plus and, and we would be like, you know, yeah, like bigger you, than any skyscraper. You wouldn't over see the else. other ones. Now, are you? You're just talking right. that. You're just talking that the valley, or are you talking the California, the whole state? Just Fresno County. Just, just Fresno County. Oh my gosh! Uh, different, that is a, different commercial crops. So that's amazing. Just, sometimes, yeah, we don't understand the scale of yeah. like how 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 really cool this is. Yeah, because you were and talking. So, you were talking one time in one of your interviews about how people having a farmer's market in um, Seattle, Washington is featuring food from the Valley. Oh, oh wow. yeah. All oh, over wow. the country. I, Amazing. I was in one in Cleveland at the hundredth anniversary of a public market. And there was some of our food being sold. Oh my too. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, and we don't have one here. It just drives right. me bonkers. That's crazy. So, um, or we're bringing so food in from Mexico. If, <laughs> yeah. If, if archaeologists came here like in a few hundred years and they were excavating Fresno and they went to like just a normal house, they would find like this incredible irrigation system, you know, <laughs> PVC and drip and a yeah. time controller. And they would go, wow, these people must have just grown food everywhere. And then they'd like analyze the seeds <laughs> in the ground and they're like, they grew Bermuda grass. <laughs> yeah. And, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Crepe myrtles and, and you yeah. know, like they didn't even grow food. Right. Like, what a bunch of idiots. So, yeah, and, and then we drive to a market, right? And we burn fossil fuels right. to get to a market. Right. Yeah. So, uh, food. so my thought was, and then, so I bought this house in the Lowell neighborhood 11 years ago. And, you know, there are all these neighborhoods in Fresno that are food deserts where people don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Right. And mm-hmm. I just thought that is the dumbest thing, like inexcusably dumb. That we live in this place where you could grow food and you drive down the street and it's a bunch of, you know, you know Bradford pears and fruitless pears and fruitless <laughs> yeah, cherries yeah. and right. all of these things. And we have gardeners coming and going and spraying pesticides on grass and all of that. So I wanted to see how much food you could grow. I have a very skinny lot. It's kind of long, but um, but just an inner city lot. You know, mm-hmm. it's no, no big thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I have... 
in the neighborhood of 45 fruit trees and vines. Wow. And then I have like 12 blueberry bushes. And then I have a whole garden with, you know, broccoli and asparagus growing. And And how do rabbits play into this? What do rabbits come in? (laughs) Okay. So there's a whole regenerative kick, right? Yeah. How you get healthy soil. So do you know Finn Tellis? Um, He's your age. You guys love him. Uh, He's he's really into the regenerative act. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, our age, nice and young. He's a young guy. Yeah, Yeah. 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 he's a young guy. Uh, He now, so he and I got into this thing, and we tested our soil Mm -hmm. to see what our organic matter was in our soil, and that's how much life is happening in your soil. And both of us were kind of amazed at how low ours was. Mm -hmm. And so, just like males, uh, we decided to have a hundred dollar bet <laughs> to see who can increase the organic matter in their soil. How nerdy is this? I right? love I'm it. <laughs> and so, so we're planting cover crops and we're doing all this stuff. So I got rabbits mm-hmm. and so I'm feeding them the weeds and the, you know, the kale and all the stuff I'm growing and they're just pooping. I'm spreading the poop all over they're the pooping place. out the fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. my rabbits are my strategy to beat Finn and win the hundred dollars. I love so I've it. at least spent five hundred dollars on the rabbit hutches so far, <laughs> and, the, and the bedding and the hay. And the, <laughs> well, that, that's truly American. Win the hundred dollars because yeah. you know how guys are. Yeah, you want it. It's all about winning. Yeah. Now, how many rabbits do you have? <laughs> well, uh, I have. Uh, I have. I had four in hutches. Uh-oh. Don't tell me you got uh, hungry. I, I paid the neighborhood kids to watch them, and now I have three in hutches, and one is free range. Oh, wow. free range rabbit! <laughs> and nobody, nobody has been able to recatch Bucky yet. But, uh, now, now, do these uh, things breed like crazy, or you know, my rabbits. daughter yeah, wants a rabbit because she really, she's been telling me, "Oh, daddy, I want a rabbit so right. bad." I'm like, one. "No, no, we're not going to yeah. do that." No, but yeah, well, uh, I'm. Fortunately, Bucky is a male and he got out and it wasn't okay. Jane, uh, the female that got out because if she's pregnant, then the whole neighborhood has my problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so far uh, I am keeping the male separate from the female. And, OK, uh, they're not really that happy about it. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. I can't believe you have that. When you said you have, did you say 40 fruit trees. 45, I think. Oh, uh, I lose track. Now, did I've you plant three, those or were you, you planted those yourself? Yep. Oh, wow. When I, when I, 10, 11 years ago when I got the house, uh, it was it was on its way to be kind of a slum slumlord boarding house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Scott Miller from Gazebo Gardens yep. brought, brought in a bobcat and just cleared everything out. And there were some really... Uh, dead and dying old trees and so we cut those down and chipped them so i put that all over the the soil and, yeah good mulch uh, right there yeah that's good for the soil yep started planting everything from there so it's pretty fun so i can go outside and i get fruit just about every i mean every day i want out uh, any day out of the year oh, i've got yeah jealous. Yeah, that's, yesterday i went out and picked a bunch of asparagus and probably had a bunch about wow. that big and what I really like doing is is thinking about how much stuff would have cost at Whole Foods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. See, now like that- when I see 
figs for $8 for a little basket oh, at Whole Foods. And I go yeah. out in the morning and just like eat like 40 figs. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all I want. Like, I want a fig tree. I grew up with a with a fig tree in the backyard. Oh, wow. Um, and I just, I would eat, so, I mean, you know, I have a fig tree. They just, they're just, uh, there's so many figs. Um, so I grew up oh. eating just figs and then fig jam and fig spread and fig melted on. You never got you know, tired geez. of it. No, I freaking love figs. Never. And then, you know, I got a place of my own when I grew up and. Oh, you got a pomegranate tree, don't you? I got, man, I have so many pomegranates. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, I mean, he, he, had a nice, he had a nice pallet garden, too, at one point. I don't I know what happened to that thing. He had a, a little garden that was made out of like a tear this thing. That's true. Pallet. I did have a pallet garden. Now, see, that, that's my theory, too, Craig. I, I like to grow stuff, uh, but I like to grow like, like what you would really spend a lot of money on at the market. So, like, kale, Medical you know, marijuana. that kind of stuff, chard. I mean, what was that, marijuana? <laughs> Medical, <laughs> Medical marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Medical marijuana. Yeah, what's the tax on that? Like 20 30% now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I like to grow. My neighbors are always going, why aren't you growing weed? And I go, because you would jump over the fence. <laughs> Steal yeah. it. It would yeah. be gone. Nobody's <laughs> stealing my purple yeah. carrots, man. Nobody yeah, wants those asparagus. asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the same thing. I, I like to grow stuff that, and I and it's funny, I have a lot of, uh, uh, I live uh, kind of the uh, Herndon North area there, and, and a lot of uh, fig trees and stuff are just popping up on their own, probably because of the area, probably mm -hmm. the squirrels are helping. But I'm letting them grow, you know, and oh. I got some lemons coming in some I planted and some that were there, apples and all That's kinds awesome. of stuff. Persimmons, I love those. Oh, uh, low quads. Who, who, was eat, who, who was eating turmeric last week? Who that was me. Orange? Yeah, that was me. So I grew some. Interesting. So if you just if you just get the uh, the organic uh, turmeric, yeah, uh, because then it hasn't been sprayed with growth inhibitor. That's, yeah, yeah. And just plant a few of those around, like four to six inches under the ground. Yeah, uh, it'll take them about a year, but they'll. That's a really pretty, like four foot high plant. Wow! And uh, and then it'll die when it gets cold, and that's when you pull you it pull up it and up. harvest it. And if you keep, I like to keep eighty percent of it and twenty percent of it I replant, and it just comes back every year. Oh, interesting! And that's another one. It's like eighteen dollars a pound at Whole Foods. Yeah, exactly, wow. exactly. And I'm just picking picking up like right. like this, just yeah. tons of. Well, now awesome. I did. I I tried that both with turmeric and maybe that maybe it was sprayed with growth hormone. But I tried that with turmeric and with ginger, and I got the ginger yep. to take. So the ginger's growing, so that's doing good. But yeah, the turmeric I could never get. So. Yeah, maybe. I got mine from the market, though. So maybe I'll try Whole Foods and see. Maybe some, they don't spray it, so, right? Yeah, and get you can even organic. order it. Yeah. Order it on, on, on Amazon and get organic. And uh, it's kind of fun. So I did it in three places. And the one that grew the best was the one I just threw in this uh, five-gallon plastic bucket from the nursery. <laughs> okay. Grew better than the stuff in the ground. So interesting. Uh, the stuff I you're all caring for, right? So the one you all care for, you got the fertilizer. All that yeah. is perfect, and it doesn't grow. But yeah, you just throw in a bucket, and the thing takes no, off. No, and it, and it I think it was the heat from the bucket. It liked being oh, wow. a little bit warmer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that was my experiment, and and like many things, I guess completely wrong at what the outcome would be. Well, you know, someday it'd be fun to take a a, a little garden tour around your house and check it out. You know, maybe anytime. Yeah, that that would be fun. You know? Yeah, I feel stupid because my backyard's just grass, and I'm going, <laughs> why? Why? I'm going to have to go out there and now dig so it up this spring. What I like, what this is something that it stuck in my head uh, years ago. I went to, I read something about how at Disneyland in the World of Tomorrow, is it still called that? Tomorrowland. 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 Sorry. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, Tomorrowland. <laughs> that um, Walt Disney made sure that everything in that area 
is either edible all plants or edible oh, or, yeah, I heard that too, or yeah. food bearing plants because he figured, hey, in the future, why would we have all these plants that don't do anything? Yeah. And I it stuck with me and I thought that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And so when I had um I remember after I heard that, that's when I started planting various fruit trees in my backyard. Mm. Um I've nothing uh, you have. I have a pomegranate tree, like an apricot tree and um like a cherry tree that doesn't grow much. But um that would be my dream is to have this whole area. My, and my growing up, we lived out in the country. So we had a, you know, we lived on two and a half acres. We had a nice oh, wow. chunk of garden that grew a ton of food, um, which was just amazing. I just, you know, I grew up eating just, you know, tomatoes like apples and just everything you yep. can imagine. Um, so I, I miss that. So I'm very jealous of what you have going on in that yard of yours. <laughs> well, you know, it comes down to soil going. biology, I think, That's Max. It. That's what it comes down to, right? W- would you agree with me there, Craig? Is that... It's, it's all about the soil. Yeah. What, what did you do when, when you, after you guys came in, you know, after they came in and scraped everything, got rid of the, the trees and stuff, how did you guys prepare the soil before you started planting stuff? What did you do? Uh, well, what I, I took all of the chips from all of the trees and I put them into one huge pile so they'd sort of compost and yeah. I kept wetting it all, okay. all summer long until like just crazy mushrooms started growing oh, out yeah, of it. Yeah. And then yeah. I spread that all over and I, and I worked the, all of that into the soil. Nice. Um, but now pretty much I do uh, cover crops. So wherever there's any bare dirt, mm. I throw down like 15 different kinds of seed. Penny Newman, a local company, okay. um, is, is doing cover crop mixes. So it has some peas and clover and kale and rutabaga and daikon and all this stuff. Oh, wow. That, uh, and so it's just this thick and then you let it grow a little bit and then you come and you just cut it down with a weed yeah. eater and you leave it there. It's green and manure. It's pulling it in. Yeah. And now all the leaves, you leave the leaves on the ground. That's why they're called leaves. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <like> yeah. <laughs> clever. Yeah. Uh, blow, blow them, you know, blow them and then haul them off to the dump. Just leave right. them out there. Uh, all my kitchen waste, I compost and put it around the different trees. So mm-hmm. and Bucky comes along and helps. Yeah, yeah. Bucky, yeah. Bucky the rabbit. The Bucky the rabbit comes yeah. out and helps a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing I do too. I, I I pretty much when I'm when I'm cutting out. As a matter of fact, I did that uh, last week. And when I was cutting the trees, I just I leave everything there. You know, I just leave the brand, leave everything there to decompose and and let it uh, come back rather than put it. I put my green can probably out maybe once a year. And that's usually for Bermuda grass I'm pulling out. And I, you know, I want to get rid of that stuff. Right. But, yep. uh, but as far as the, uh, the, the green can, maybe once a year, I put it out. I should be getting a refund from Fresno County. As a matter of fact, they don't have to, they don't have to dump that can. <laughs> yeah. It's, and isn't it amazing? Like, so I'll prune my peach tree and then I cut it up, you know, with just a pruning shear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut it into smaller pieces, and within a couple months, it's gone. Wow! Like wow. the ground is just eating it. Yeah. It, so you're just constantly feeding the ground, but it's amazing how quickly it all disappears, isn't yeah. it? Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, yeah, it's alive. It, it truly is. You know, I gotta get that going. My backyard. If you throw a, a banana peel out there, it'll sit there for six years. <laughs> it eventually, <laughs> develops a life of its own. Yeah, and it then just, you slip on it six years later. Yeah, it just upset. lays right on top. <laughs> It's still great comedy. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, guys. You know, it is. Uh, we, we are running out of time on this episode. However, no worries. Uh, Craig will be back with us for another episode. We all are right. going to talk 
Uh, we're going to hear about his review of Bill Gates' book on yeah. saving the world. And we're going to talk. I want to hear about solar panels. I want to hear about panel. his 96-year-old haunted house. <laughs> haunted oh. house. We're going to talk the Clovis Ale Trail. And we're going to hear where raisins come from. <laughs> All right. The yes. doorman's going to fill us in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>